really got to try on that left-hand side. What happened? <laughs> oh, but I've gone up and over, and Marty had over biscuit. It was a, uh, it was, a, it wasn't enough stability there for myself. But um, no, I was busting for a bit of meat this game. It didn't seem to work out. Hello, cheers, and welcome, welcome once again to the Scrum of the Earth podcast, the podcast that offers news, results, predictions, and maybe every now and then a little bit of insight into the world of rugby union. Who am I? I'm David Lawrence. I'm an American rugby fan who follows rugby all over the globe. Um, as most of you will know by now, the teams I root for are the New England Free Jacks in Major League Rugby, the Highlanders in Super Rugby, and internationally, I root for my USA Eagles, and I root for Scotland. But really, what I want most of all is good rugby wherever I can find it. I am putting up at least one podcast per week with occasional bonus episodes just like this one. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Please get in touch with me anytime. I am at of Scrum, and you can always use the Scrum of the Earth at gmail.com. It is always a treat to hear from you. I love it. So in our ordinarily, uh, ordinary weekly episodes, we will be covering current updates. That's just what's up with me. I try to keep that brief. Uh, news, what's happening around the world of rugby union. Let's face it, rugby doesn't get a lot of coverage here in the U.S., so it's important to keep up. Uh, things to chew on. What is interesting or annoying this week? Regular listeners will notice that I changed this from what's interesting or annoying me this week to what is interesting or annoying this week. And that's because I'd like to use that segment to discuss things you listeners are thinking about. So please submit anything stuck in your craw or tickling your brain or whatever. Anything that you're thinking about, please let me know and I'll try to include it. Then we'll go to scores and results. I used to try to explain that Americans say scores and everyone else in the world says results, but I figured it's a lot quicker to just say scores and results, and that's what I'm going to be doing from now on. Then I'll be doing upcoming matches and predictions. Pretty self-explanatory, right? In any event, this is a bonus pod, and we will be foregoing all the usual items in favor of focusing in on the collegiate draft for Major League Rugby. Uh, This was MLR's second such draft, and I think it's safe to say with the momentum the league gained this year, there was a lot more enthusiasm in the lead-up to tonight's draft. I'm recording this the end of the night on uh, Thursday, August 19th. Um, quick note, I'm not at home with my usual gear this week, so forgive the difference in audio quality. My only option literally is uh, a little earbud with mic setup, and uh, I'm guessing it's not going to be great, but I wanted to get this one out anyway for you guys. So, the second collegiate draft for the MLR is in the books. Uh, by the way, it suddenly occurs to me right now that I shouldn't, I shouldn't be saying the MLR, it's just MLR. It's not the Major League Rugby, it's just Major League Rugby. Anyway, it was a draft that saw three rounds of 13 picks spread among the now 14 teams in MLR. Uh, quote, the future of Major League Rugby took another significant step forward tonight with the addition of 39 very talented young players to our league, said George Killebrew, Major League Rugby Commissioner, and I share his excitement. My plan for this little bonus pod is to look at the first three picks as closely as I can. Uh, Then I'm just going to kind of run through the second round, and I will leave the third round until I can potentially learn more about these players. Uh, That is not any disrespect for any of those players, especially the the 27 to 39. It's just that it's a lot to cover. I can only do so much research, and frankly, it's really hard to find out the information I'm looking for all the time. Okay, let's get to it. So the newest team to join MLR is, of course, the Dallas Jackals. I understand there was some speculation about whether or not it would be official by now, but it looks like all systems are go down in Dallas. That's good news for the MLR. For, the, for MLR. So being the expansion franchise, the Jackals got the first pick, 
and they selected Eric Napowski, a fullback out of UCLA. From what I can tell, he's a very exciting player. He's listed at five foot ten and 180 pounds. His achievements include being a high school All-American, uh, the USA Falcons sevens on the Uruguay and Chile tours, Pac-12 All-Conference, Collegiate All-American sevens first team, World 10 Series Rhinos starter, and World 10 Series Dream Team plus MLR's LA Academy side. Uh, the Jackals did some wheeling and dealing pre-draft, so this was only one of five picks they would get in total for the three rounds. Uh, the second pick went to the Houston Sabercats, who selected Emmanuel Albert out of Lindenwood University, a flanker listed at six foot three and 220 pounds, originally from Minnesota. So Emmanuel had been nominated for the prestigious Rudy Schultz Award, recognizing the best male player in American collegiate rugby, and it looks like he has a pretty good shot at winning it. Uh, the third pick went to the Seattle Seawolves, who selected Tavite Lopetti out of St. Mary's College, a 5'11", 205-pound center whose accolades include selection for the All-American team that faced the All-Canadian team just a couple summers ago, though I'm sorry to say I couldn't find out much more than that. In the fourth spot, the Toronto Arrows, who I imagine will be eternally grateful to actually play at home for the next season, they selected Logan Martin Feek, listed as a fly half from the University of Victoria, though his university lists him at center for all but his first year in school. I see him listed at six foot one, and I see he made the under 17s and the under 19 squad for Canada. And uh, by the way, he's also from the same hometown as Alex Lifeson, the guitarist for Rush. I will have you know. Uh, the fifth pick went to San Diego, who selected Jonah Dietenberger. <laughs> I don't know why I feel compelled to put little accents on. Uh, he is a lock also out of Lindenwood University. Jonah is listed at six foot six and 220 pounds. And I'm sorry to say, that is literally all I could find out about him. With any one of these picks, it's likely that a listener out there might know more about that one person than I do, and, you know, for any of these people, for sure. So if you can help me, fill me in, get in touch. I, As I often lament here, it's difficult enough to follow rugby in the United States. College rugby, I, I literally don't even know where to begin. So just before the midpoint of round one, Rooney used the sixth pick to grab Chase Shore Haskin, a number eight out of Life University. So Chase is originally from Florida. He's listed at six foot three and 215 pounds. If you look through MLR, you'll find a lot of players, little side note, from Life University. Seems to be a bit of a factory for American rugby players. Uh, uh, another side note, Rooney's Twitter account doesn't appear to have anyone at the helm right now because they haven't commented on this pick. They haven't said anything. Uh, they haven't listed any details or stats. So if you're the Rooney social media person, get with it, please. Seventh, Austin selected Caleb Strum, a winger. Come on, he couldn't have done us a favor and played scrum half so we could call him strum half? Come on! Uh, anyway, he was from the University of Alabama. Caleb is six foot three and 190. He was recently ranked the number three center in the United States. The University of Alabama website says he plays uh, both the center and winger positions. Uh, he made the SEC all-conference every year in college, and three years ago he scored the most tries in the SCRC conference. Eighth, my beloved Free Jacks got their first shot, and they selected Ho'okele Hodgson. Uh, the website where I was looking him up, by the way, skips the Ho'okele. Um, I'm not really sure. I think I'm pronouncing that right, but it seems like he's dropped it maybe just to make things easier for Americans, uh, or typical Americans, I should say. Anyway, uh, he's a winger from Lindenwood University, so it appears that Lindenwood is this year's life university, with three of the top 13 players coming from their program in the first round. Uh, Kale, as far as I can tell, is the first player born outside the U.S. and Canada to be drafted this year. 
Originally from Wolverhampton, England, Kale found success early on at Lindenwood with a teammate recalling, quote, Kale showed that working off his wing and making himself an option can really add some spice to our attack, unquote. Add some spice to our attack. That's exciting to hear as a Free Jacks fan. Uh, Kale is listed at 6'2 and 210 pounds, and I, for one, cannot wait to see him in action. Coming in at number nine, the Utah Warriors picked Joseph Back, a number eight out of Western Michigan University. Again, I'm sorry to report that I couldn't even find his height and weight, though I did discern he goes by Joey rather than Joseph, so there you go. Uh, with the 10th pick, another number eight was chosen, this time by the Dallas Jackals. For their second pick of the round, they chose the charmingly named Decor Davis out of Queen's University of Charlotte. Boy, everything about that sounds elegant. Their team website lists him at an even six foot and 225 pounds. Uh, one funny thing about their website. <laughs> so they didn't always list weights. So it appears he went from weighing zero pounds for his freshman and sophomore years all the way up to 225 for junior and senior year. So I just can only imagine what he was eating that summer. Okay, we're getting late in the round. At number 11, Nola Gold picked George Sharp, a hooker from Arkansas State. The Nola Gold Twitter account humorously lists him as being 23 years old, 237 pounds, and his height simply says 71. <laughs> I'm assuming that's a typo, but I guess uh, if they put that in inches for some reason, that would make him 5'11". Uh, a possibility, I guess. It's a, a lot more likely than him being 7'1". So with the penultimate pick, Atlanta selected Isaac Bales, a hooker from Jefferson Tech, a school I admit I hadn't heard of before tonight. I was again foiled in my efforts to learn more, but I do see he must have transferred, as far as I can tell, to Jefferson Tech uh, from Louisville, where he seemed to make a big impression in his freshman year, so I'd be curious to learn more. I'd love to find out what happened there and if I'm even on the right track. So again, as always, if you have details, please get in touch. So closing out the first round, the MLR champions for 2021 picked Sam Klimkowski, listed as a loose head prop for Notre Dame. Sam looks to be a mountain of a man and was a 2017 D1AA national champion. He's six foot one and all of 270 pounds and looks like he could make an immediate impact. If you look at the team website, you'll see his weight over the four years go from 245 to 250, then staying there for a year before beefing up to 270 for his senior year. Note to self, don't take this guy off. So quick summary. The most picked position for the first round was a number eight, with three of the 13 picks going that way. Lindenwood University takes the cake for uh, the biggest resource for the MLR, with three out of the 13 picks coming directly from that program. Uh, and if anyone out there knows how to catch any of these college games as they're happening, please, please let me know. Uh, it'd be so nice to feel more up on these players than I am at this time around, and it's, it's just been really hard to find. So the Dallas Jackals again had two picks in the second round. They chose Aaron Gray, a winger from Kutztown University at number 14, and they picked Alejandro Torres, a fly half out of Thomas More University with the 23rd pick. So incredibly... Lindenwood University had another three players chosen in this round. Uh, Tanache Buchena, a number eight going 15th overall to the Houston Sabercats. You had Connor Burns, a fullback selected by Utah with the 24th pick. And you also had Colson Warner, a uh, fly half going immediately thereafter to Atlanta. So Penn State, must be said, also fronted up with three of their own players being selected this round. Uh, hooker Thomas Capriotti went 18th to San Diego. Anthony Adamchak, a tight head prop chosen by my beloved Free Jacks at 21, and Christian Alvarez, a scrum half picked by Nola at number 22. Again, uh, Life University is represented pretty well again. Another two players being drafted. We had Daryl Williams, a winger, going to San Diego at number 16, 
and center Palema Roberts head to uh, DC United at number 19. That leaves three picks in the round. Uh, the three picks were Bryce Warden, a prop out of the University of British Columbia, picked by Toronto at number 17. Asa Carter, a flanker from Arkansas State, going to Austin at 22. And finally, a flanker named James O'Neill went to LA with the final pick of the round. A quick shout out to Dylan Farsi, a great player in his own right. I think I'm getting your name right. And uh, fans of the Free Jacks are very familiar with him. And Dylan, keep working. You're awesome. You'll get there. We can't wait to see you out on the pitch. 